I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. The Battle of New York was the end of the world. This is the new world. I am a soldier's angel through the eyes of a soldier through the... What were you after? The truth. World peace. I'm a soldier's angel. You've got a hundred men at your disposal. And now... A hand-picked team. In a war of words between and yes, they're that good. No one walks away from this battle. Hello, howlers, and welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Jim Sella, and joining me once again, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing. Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. Hey, how you doing, Agent? Yes, doing well. doing well. This is a great day in the S.H.I.E.L.D. universe. <laughs> yes, a momentous day. It was a phenomenal, spectacular day. I'm, uh, I, I don't want to say any more because... It really has to do with this this week's finale. First of all, it was a phenomenal <laughs> finale. It was, yes. They they made a real real good spectacle and a, a great end to a season that's been a little bit up and down. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll save our impressions until the end. We we are going to get. I, well, first, anything you need need to announce or uh, bring up, Andy? How was your week? All that happy horse shit. Uh, I got an Ant-Man Disney Infinity figure. Congratulations. Was Thank it on sale? <laughs> Did you get it on a closeout? Well, I, I saw it in a shop and I was like, you know, I've been meaning to buy this. I better just buy it before it becomes hard to get. Yeah. So I saw, I think Best Buy had them down to 10 bucks each. And I said, nope, I'll wait. Mm -hmm. But I, I, Ant Man is one of the ones I need as well. Mm. I got uh, who did I get? No, maybe I did get Ant Man. I got Black Panther. Yeah, maybe I did get Ant Man. And I have I have the Spidey from the Vita set. Mm. I I will pick them all up at yeah. some point, but uh, like I wanted to get Ant Man before he ended up yep. becoming rare because <laughs> they will become real now. Like especially yep. these ones that are coming out later on. True. Very true. So if you want Disney Infinity figures, go and pick them up. So, like ASAP, I would say. So, we are... I got anything major? I finally got Quake and Puzzle Quest last night. Nice. Yep. Nice. So, Daisy is now on my team. Nice. <laughs> so, I was psyched to get that. Um, but we are not really going to do... What I've made a deal with Andy, depending on how fast we get through the episode, um, if we have time, we will touch on news tonight. Otherwise, we're going to save news for next week when we do our season post-mortem show and do everything there. Because we, we have to cover two episodes, and I definitely want to make sure that we don't run over tonight uh, and into the, to the next show on All Games at 10. So mm. uh, we, we're going to pretty much cut right to the chase 
and discuss this week's phenomenal season finale, two-hour finale of S.H.I.E.L.D. Andy, I I actually took a half day at work so I could come home and make sure I could watch it twice before we did tonight's show. Because that was, (laughs) you know, basically almost four hours of uh, television. Yep, I did, did, uh, well, uh, tonight I got home from work, had dinner, watched the episodes, played an hour of Uncharted, and then watched the episodes again, and now this is now. <laughs> All right. So why don't we just get right into it, Andy? What, what what were the name of this week's episodes? Episodes. So the first one was titled Absolution, so series three, episode 21 of Agents of Shoot. Okay. And they combined two episodes together to make the finale. Yeah, double okay. episode. So this uh, this episode kicked off with uh, we saw a bit of Ma- a bit more of Maveth, which was strange. I was like, "What the fuck are we doing back in Maveth? Where do we end up back here?" Um, we see the containment unit there, which was odd as well. Um, Daisy and Coulson are trapped there, and Daisy finds Daisy. It's mentioned that Daisy always finds a way to survive. We see that she is wearing the cross, uh, the, the crucifix necklace, and basically she plans to pilot them back to Earth. And Coulson says, no, Daisy, this is Earth. And then she wakes up. It's just a dream. Does Coulson look weird in the background there? It almost look, you know, I, I couldn't tell if he was, before he ta- spoke, I didn't know if he was alive. His eye, you know, it almost looked like he had uh, glasses on. Or, I don't know, it was just, the coloring on Maveth makes everything very uh, Mm -hmm. screwy, but he just looked weird. I think they were, like, I know this was a dream sequence, which was a bit of a weird way to start this episode, but um, the impression that I got was that they were run out of oxygen. Okay. But there's oxygen on Maveth. Right enough, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, because Simmons could breathe in it. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was injured or something. Mm. He was kind of... He seemed, like, zombified or... Something was wrong with him anyway. But anyway, it was just a dream. So, I don't think that that... Do you think that was another flash forward? I don't know what the hell it is. I don't even know what it had to do with this week's episode. It had nothing... That's, that's why I think it like <laughs> might have been like some sort of flash forward. Because it was nothing to do... Although Daisy was still had the scar on her face... It just made absolutely no sense. Why would she dream of Maveth when she hasn't even been there? Mm. That's that, that's just like, that's very Hive out of place. Hive was on Maveth. Yeah, but he, he so maybe. But the memories only go one way. He doesn't share memories yeah. with them. I I don't know. It was just it makes it makes no sense. Makes no sense, and it like. You could have not had that, and <laughs> like at all, and just had her waking up. There was no need for it. Yeah. It was very strange, um, but yeah, it can't be a flash forward. It wouldn't work as a flash forward. Anyway, um, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. So like, so I don't think it's a flash forward. Um, Daisy is still locked up in confinement. Uh, we see that Mac, Yo-Yo, Lincoln, and May are going on a mission in the Quinjet, and that Mac has Lincoln and Yo-Yo's kill switches. Uh, Simmons visits Daisy with uh, the progress updates and she's the only one that's been visiting Daisy basically because Daisy didn't hurt her personally. 
However, Daisy Eyes doesn't have any new information for Simmons. Uh, the rest of the shoot team is on its way to a silo in the Pacific where Hive and his guys are already stationed, uh, planning to launch this warhead with the uh, basically the Terrigen bomb. Uh, but the shield guys are headed there in a rather unconventional way. They have taken the Quinjet under the water, which is an odd one. Well, the way they set this up, because we see them in the Quinjet earlier, mm. and, and it's, kind of going, it's like, wow, some serious turbulence. Are they, you know, near uh, space altitude? What's going on here? You know, I figured maybe, you know, that they were at the, you know, at the top of the Earth's atmosphere. Yep. And trying to avoid radar that way by going real high. I don't know if that actually works or not. But, um, no. <laughs> they found <laughs> another way to get onto the base or onto the island undetected. They took the Quinjet into and uh, flew it uh, underwater. Yeah, versatile craft. Yeah, Quinjet. very versatile. <laughs> go underwater, go to space. <laughs> Yeah, um, they do need the government kill codes for the for the missile to be able to disable it. So Ta- uh, Talbot calls this guy from the Department of Defense. Uh, his name's uh, Anzaz, I think it's General Andaz. And, and uh, Fitz finds out where the codes are kept and also does like some sort of weirdness on the guy as well. Um, and Coulson heads to where the codes are kept. Uh, Mike's team heads to take... Uh, to create an uplink on the missile silo base, and Fitz mocaps the uh, Department of Defense dude, uh, and uh, and as General Andaz. many men on the moon, many <laughs> men on the moon. That was it was so funny. That that's that probably one of my highlights of the season. Uh, I don't know what he was what he was doing there, like, when you see him just standing there with the green screen, I was like, what the fuck has happened here? Like, have they forgotten to add, like, a CG element somewhere here? But no, it was it was so funny. Um, but yeah, him, him uh, Svetson Talbot call the uh, Undersecretary Thomas to get the uh, codes to disable the missile. And Fitz is, Fitz basically has made a green screen background looking like him and Talbot are in an office together and he is masquerading as uh, as as General Andaz who is like an inch taller than Talbot so he has to stand on a box (laughs) I loved this scene I mean the whole coordination of of the caper to get the coats Mm -hmm. And, and having Talbot as part of the caper, I think, just was the cherry on top. It was, like, because the Talbot that we met, like, mm. when he first came into it, he would never have got along with this. No. <laughs> Stiff, stick up his ass Talbot. Yeah, and now he's like, okay, I need to save the world. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Your plan is good, Coulson. It's crazy, but let's do it. <laughs> and he's like... Oh, hey, he's like, you're, you're an inch too short. <laughs> grab the Grab the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, so it was like well, I remember those they used to have these adverts where it was like a little boy try to try to kiss a taller girl, and uh, yeah, they always stand on the yellow mm. pages over here. Had you wouldn't get the yellow pages over there. Yes, That's we had the yellow pages. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes, we had the yellow pages. <laughs> we don't. You don't need the yellow pages anymore. No. You, people have the internet. <laughs> 
but yeah, it was that was such a cool little scene. And uh, but yeah, so the undersecretary agrees to give their uh, their guy, uh, the representative, of the codes, and Coulson like pulls up just outside and gets the codes off the guy. Um, me and Lincoln manage to get the uplink working in the silo, and Coulson reads a massive code to Fitz in twenty seconds. How big was that code? Like it was a, it was wow. a page, it was like a page long. A full page code, and I, I don't know how you managed to read that in twenty seconds, but yeah, well done. <laughs> you know, if if you rattle off your phone number to me that uh, quick, guaranteed, I am not going to get all the numbers right. No. <laughs> And uh, Colson was re- rattling that off very quick, and they were getting it to you know they were transferring it to whoever you know uh, leave it to the military to make the code too goddamn complicated. I guess that's what you gotta do so uh, you know anonymous doesn't hack your uh, doesn't launch your missiles though. <laughs> yes, very true. Um. Daisy had, it's also mentioned that Daisy had told them that Hive mentioned the word absolution and that Hive thinks he's the saviour. Uh, we see that the the override has been authorised and worked, so the missile does not launch. And Hive is very, very angry because he realises it's S.H.I.E.L.D. again following his plans. Uh, he commands Dr. Radcliffe to fix the override, even though Dr. Radcliffe has no clue how to fix it. <laughs> he's like, just get it done. <laughs> Okay, and he sends uh, two of the puppies to help him. Uh, Hive is absolutely raging at this point. You can see like how angry he is. He's absolutely seething. It's so funny. Now um, Shield is going to see another side of me that they haven't seen <laughs> before. Rage, rage, rage. Uh, Lincoln notices in the uplink room that there's a camera, so. Hive likely already knows that they're there. Uh, May then heads away to secure the warhead and Lincoln stays behind to run interference. Um, Mac and uh, Yo-Yo, meanwhile, have been setting up some sort of contraption in a hallway. It's kind of unclear as to what it is. But, um, Mac is uh, working too slowly for Yo-Yo. Turtle speed works there. Works there. <laughs> But yeah, they're basically setting up something for Hive. Uh, Yo-Yo also mentions that she would rather die than be a slave. So she's basically giving Mac the authorization to kill her if Hive happens to take control of her. And uh, now it's time to play the game of Pass the Crucifix. <laughs> Mac, Mac has it at this point mm-hmm. and he tries to give it back to Yo-Yo, but she refuses. She's like, no, 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 you keep it. <laughs> so Mac still has the Crucifix at this point. If you remember, he had it at the end of mm-hmm. last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, back at Shield HQ, Coulson has uh, dug out the memory machine. Which, uh, I was like, oh, oh what's he going to do with this? I thought he was going to try and use it on Daisy. And whilst that's happening, uh, Dr. Radcliffe enlists the help of his two puppies, who calls Ronald and Ronald 2, <laughs> to help him. I was hoping for Ronald and McDonald, personally. Yeah, I don't, that might have, they might have got done for copyright infringement yeah. with that, but they could have gone like Ronald and Ronnie or something like that, you know, Ronald and Ronald too. <laughs> but yeah, um, Luke and Leia, you know, I mean, Leia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like to throw around look. Star Wars, you know. Now that Disney I'm owns uh, Star Wars, they like to throw around uh, the the Disney uh, the Star Wars references whenever they can. 
They do, they do. Um, but yeah, these uh, these puppies have no knowledge from their past, but they do manage to find him tools. It's like I think it's like a wrench or a hammer. If I only had a hammer. Um, Hive then finds Lincoln, and we see Colson visiting Daisy to update her, and she compares herself to Ward because he was brainwashed too, and like all the things that he did. Is he innocent? <laughs> But, I mean, he was brainwashed in a kind of different way. He was just manipulated into believing these things. Like, she was, like, properly brainwashed with a parasite. Yeah, and, I mean, Ward was a bad dude before Hydra ever even got their hooks into him. This was just an evil, evil kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, he belonged in uh, some type of group home very early on. I mean, he was just, Definitely. I mean, you know, he ki he killed his parents. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he tortured his brothers. I mean, this was just, I mean, you know, he was just really damaged goods. He was a bad egg. Yes. A bad egg. Um, it, we, all, we also see that Daisy's going through major withdrawals from Hive, um, but she says that she wants to remember all the things that she did so that she feels the guilt and the pain every day. Um, and she asks Colson to like use the memory machine on her to keep these memories to the forefront so that she can <laughs> basically feel the guilt every day. But the memory machine hasn't been dug out for her. Um Hive talks to Lincoln and he says that he gave Daisy true happiness that Lincoln could never offer her. Uh, he also offers to Hive Lincoln and Lincoln's like, nope. And Lincoln runs away and Hive chases him. But Lincoln's just luring him to Mac and Yo-Yo where they've been building this device thing. Uh, however, it's not quite finished. Uh, Mac hasn't managed to finish it because he works at turtle speed. So Yo-Yo <laughs> moves much faster and finishes it off for him. Uh, basically, it's a jerry-rigged memory machine for Hive, which uh, when he steps into the sort of field of it, Lincoln activates it. And Hive remembers all of his memories from all of his, uh, the people that he's hived all at once. So you got like flashes of Ward and uh, flashes of, uh, what's the, what was the guy called again? Uh, on, uh, on the planet. James? No, not James. Uh, Simmons' boyfriend guy. Will, uh, Will, 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 Will. Will. Yep. Yep. Uh, he gets flashes of... She gets around so much, I can't, I can't keep her boyfriend straight anymore. <laughs> I know. Yo-Yo uh, heads to rescue the hostages, and Mac and Lincoln can head after her. Uh, we see that Hive uh, is totally discombobulated at this point, and he starts spouting old ward lines at Gaiera and James when they arrive, and like he calls them Sky and stuff like this and it was really interesting to see that kind of flip because he was one minute he's hive like uh, Brett Dalton did a really good job in this episode of, of conveying this like because he's got hive he that's, was that's his personality spectacular I mean we you know we kind of wrote him off as a very wooden actor especially in season one Mm -hmm. But I mean, he really, uh, he really put it together uh, for yeah. the, this this episode especially. He just, I mean, just even his presence in the room, uh, 
would, uh, you know, just, he added just so much to it. Yeah, I mean, this scene, like, him flipping from Hive, yeah. going back to Ward, like, I mean, it takes you back, like, two seasons, you're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, like, like there's Ward. Because, like, I mean, like, I've, I've been thinking of him as Hive, like, for this whole season, basically, because he has, like, adopted, like, a different kind of way of carrying himself, and obviously mm-hmm. he speaks in a certain manner, and then he just, like, folded back into the, the ward pattern of speech and, like, the mannerisms. I was like, holy shit, like, <laughs> really, really good acting. I was mm-hmm. very impressed by that, and it was... It was really well done, and uh, Gaia and James were incredibly confused by it because they're like, "What the fuck is happening here?" Um, May then finds Doctor Radcliffe and his puppies and beats the crap out of the puppies. Uh, Yo-Yo manages to rescue the hostages, and Hive keeps on spouting all these wild lines at uh, James and Gaia. And uh, James turns to Gaia and he's like, "Dude, what the actual hell?" <laughs> Uh, however, Hive does like get a little moment of clarity, and he realizes that they need to disconnect the warhead for absolution, which Gaera seems to understand, but James doesn't. So he's like, "Fill a brother in." <laughs> uh, Radcliffe uh, shoots a puppy to help me, and uh, agrees to go with her. You know, just just to clarify, so Peter doesn't <laughs> get all over our ass when we refer to the puppies. They are actually watchdogs. Or alpha primitives. Yes, we're, we're, uh, just like we're, we're not abusing puppies. <laughs> no, 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 no animals were uh, harmed in the filming of this week's episode. No. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I, I think we. Should, I, it's just you keep saying, you know, he, he kicked a puppy, he beat a puppy. <laughs> it's like I don't. We don't need Peta on our ass. <laughs> yeah. So we, we what what the puppies are watchdogs. Just, yes. Okay. All right. Trans- yeah, yeah, the transform watchdogs. <laughs> so uh, Gaia then takes the uh, the warhead away. Uh, they disconnect it from the the launch mechanism, and they take the warhead away in the hydrocopter, which is still kicking about. Even though Hydra is gone, the hydrocopter is still in full force. Uh, everyone everyone gets out of this uh, missile silo base. Um, all the hostages are rescued, the shield team gets out, and Hive kind of stumbles out after them. Meanwhile, James and uh, Gaia have gone off in the hydrocopter. Hydrocopter? The hydra- hydrocopter. Uh, when Hive gets out, he looks like he's about to use his Hive power on the inhuman members of the team, but Yo-Yo puts a mine at Hive's feet and summons a gel matrix cell for him, and he is captured. The hostages are free, and we caught Hive. Yes. Woo! Pretty cool. Pretty cool moment. Pretty cool moment, yeah. And I was like, because, I mean, this is only about half an hour into an hour and a half season finale. Like, something is going to happen. <laughs> it's sealed. Nothing, go, nothing. <laughs> yeah. you know, they don't get happy moments. Nope. They, you know, they, if, if if things are going well, give it ten minutes. It's all going to turn to shit. Yeah, they make a plan. Mm-hmm. The plan goes to shit. They make a new plan. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, Talbot, uh, we see back at the base that uh, Talbot thought Colson's plan was stupid, uh, like betting on WrestleMania. Stupid. 
which uh, I've never bet on WrestleMania, but I mean, given that it's kind of scripted, <laughs> you can see the futility in that. You know, I remember when they would deny up and down that the fights were scripted. They used to <laughs> they used to try and pretend that uh, it it wasn't scripted event that it, <laughs> it was real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... It, they, they didn't admit that until, like, I think the 90s. I mean, everybody <laughs> knew, but mm. they were, they would, they would, prote- they protected that for 20, 30 years, saying, no, that the matches <laughs> were all, uh, you know, the outcome was not known beforehand. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so you can, definitely can't bet on, on those. <laughs> um but yeah, Coulson was right to use the Inhumans, um, even though there was the possibility that Hive could get control of them. He he trusted uh, Talbot trusted Coulson's judgment for once, and uh, Coulson was right. Uh, Talbot wants to work out a way to reverse the primitives, and the best way to do that is obviously from the guy who created them. Uh, Radcliffe does agree to help. Uh, try to like make a cure for the Prentice, basically, and uh, Fitz and Simmons are going to help him. Uh, he he says that he can tell by Talbot's mustache that he's not to be trifled with, <laughs> which I thought was absolutely hilarious because Talbot's mustache is is very funny. <laughs> it's almost a character in itself. Yeah, so, yeah, I was about to say that. That <laughs> that is here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Mac has a team working on the hangar door with their parts that have finally arrived. Uh, Lincoln tells Coulson he doesn't want to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. After all this is done, he wants to see the world. He wants to be a dentist. I want to be a dentist! <laughs> yep. I want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mac wants to talk to Daisy. Uh, however, Coulson doesn't really want him to because of the security protocols, but they, they can't stop Mac. Mac Mac's going to do it anyway. Um, Mac picks up his jacket on the way out of the room and the crucifix falls out of his jacket when he picks it up and uh, is left sitting on a wee chair. So the crucifix is in, in limbo at this point. No one has it. The death crucifix. Um, Mac the cursed goes to visit cr- Daisy. crucifix. The, yeah, the cursed crucifix. Um, Mac goes to visit Daisy and he forgives her for nearly killing him and he bear hugs her. <laughs> And I wasn't sure amongst this, but I thought she said that she missed Tive. Or, like, I miss him or something like that. But yeah. it was kind of muffled. I wasn't sure what she was talking about there. Um, we see Fitz working on a cure for the primitives, um, but not having much luck. Uh, but Simmons is busy holiday shopping. Um, Fitz uh, catches or she's trying to make a romantic surprise for him and he says it's not like her to be romantic but the Seychelles is nice and she's gonna uh, she, she's gonna do something that, with him there that's going to blow his mind <laughs> it's gonna and take like, his breath away yeah I was like <laughs> okay <laughs> and every guy every uh, guy in America and Fitz uh, went, their minds went straight to the gutter. Yes. As did mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to do something that takes your breath away. And that, and Fitz yeah. is uh, expressing yeah. our collective <laughs> um, expression at that point and doesn't know what to say. And Because <laughs> 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 it's just not something you would uh, expect no, Simmons to no, say, especially because no. you, you think that she's like prudish. talking about like. She's very yeah, prudish she's, and proper. Right? Yeah. But, but yeah, she is talking about snork like this <laughs> is like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not that's is that what the kids are calling it these days? Yeah, like <laughs> it must be like some some mad number in the cam the camister truck. <laughs> um but yeah, so she is uh, she's planning on taking up snorkeling, which is a nice uh, mm. nice thing to do. Uh, she also says that we've had enough tragedy, a little fun won't kill us. And I was like Oh, oh no! Boy. Oh no! You've said it. Yep. It's Simmons or it's Fitz. One of these is gonna die. <laughs> um. So yeah, Fitz has to uh, go and inspect the gel matrix chamber before they bring Hive into the base. And Fitz puts on his shield jacket <laughs> and he picks up the necklace uh, that's lying on the chair. He's they, like, "Oh, is this yours, Simmons?" And she's like, "No, no, it's your yours." So I'll give it back to her. And did uh. Everybody had a goddamn shield jacket. Mm -hmm. This episode. Which, I mean, maybe we just haven't noticed that everyone's been wearing the shield jackets all along. Like, they must maybe. have been. <laughs> but I, I really start, I really noticed mm -hmm. that in this episode. Oh, yeah. like, He's got the, a shield jacket on. He they, doesn't. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean, the producers of the show were, tr and they, they've admitted it, that they were trolling the audience. Yeah. And they did so well with they, it as they, well. They, they, they did, did a fantastic job of it. It was a great, it was a great trick. I mean, you know, we're all, you know, the everybody was who was in on it. Um, and obviously, if you watched, I mean, we everybody had the same clues, and you know, I, I've seen some tweets, some negative uh, comments about it. You know. Be, them pulling this crap it's like no that's that it just added to the show this whole hot you know the hot potato crucifix i, I read about uh either sunday or monday and it's like no i mean they did a great job with this shit of just uh throw you know everybody everybody ends up with the crucifix at one point or another everybody's wearing shield jackets for the first mm -hmm. time this season Yeah, I, I thought they did a great job with it as well. It's like, fantastic. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely added to it. And like every time when they passed it off to someone else, mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh no, Fitz has got it! Oh, oh no, Max got it!" Like, <laughs> it it was really like kind of it was like edge of your seat type stuff. Yeah, and they did they did it so well. Like, uh, I didn't think they would they would handle it like this, or, or that it would they would do it well. But yeah, they did it really well. Um. But yeah, Mac and uh, Mac and Daisy have a bit of a chat, and Daisy mentions that a hive makes you love him for making you hurt the people you love, which is a bit disturbing. Oh, hi and, hive uh, is a disturbed individual, and so was Warren. Oh yes, yes. Um, uh, but Mac tells Daisy not to let the darkness fester and grow. Um, she should let the light inside shine through and vanquish the darkness. Yeah, Which, this is a little too religious. Um, it's a bit bible -y. Yeah, it was like, yeah. 
I, I, I don't want religion in my shield. No. But I mean, I think he's more referring to the fact that like Daisy is a good person deep down, and yeah. he just wants her to go back to like being nice, Daisy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Coulson then locks down the base, and we see Fitz inspecting the gel matrix with uh, a shield agent called O'Brien, who we've never seen before, and some other red shirt who they did give a name to, but I, I cannot recall it. Uh, they discuss the fact that the hangar door parts were delayed. And and I went, why were they delayed? <laughs> like, what happened in shipping to make them be delayed? Oh, come and on. Then, Gov- government sh- uh, parts arriving on time, uh, requisition now. I, I didn't. That's a shield. That's yeah, a shield, well, like, gov- bureaucratic red tape can fuck anybody up. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Fitz obviously had the same thought as me because you kind of see him go, and then he stops in his tracks and looks around at the shipping label, and it says absolution on it, and he shouts to the uh, the guy O'Brien, too late to uh, get down, and the the parts blow up, and it basically it doesn't it's not quite an explosion, but they sort of poof into like a gas cloud, um. So it's basically like a Terrigen mini-bomb gas cloud thing, mm-hmm. which turns O'Brien into one of the primitives, one of the puppies. He's not actually a puppy, because he was a never a watchdog. No, so he can't be a puppy. He's a primitive. Yeah. Uh, Fitz Call is trapped in the hangar. No. Hey, <laughs> alpha primitives. Prims. Alpha primitives. Uh, prims. <laughs> that, that just sounds so English, Scottish. It sounds like, sounds like Pims. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Fitz is trapped in the hangar with this gas coming towards him, and the primitive who grabs the other red shirt into the uh, the and pulls him into the gas and turns him into primitive as well. Uh, there's another couple of guys appear here as well and get dragged into the gas and turned into primitives too. Uh, Simmons, however, uses Professor Vaughn's third-year compiler theory to open the doors. And Fitz and one of the red shirt guy, one of the red shirt shield agents, managed to escape. And uh, what the hell is Professor Vaughn's third year compiler theory? It's complicated. I want to know what it is. Yeah. The these are the questions that we need to know. What is it? Any theories on what it is and what it means? Hit all the buttons until something works. Yeah, kick it. <laughs> yeah. When Good all deal. else fails, use a wrench. Wrenches can <laughs> yeah. be used to twist, turn, and beat the shit out of things. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously something that happened uh, when they were still at the Shield Academy. Um, that I, I think they'll probably discuss that at some point next season. We'll find out about it. Well, maybe we'll meet Professor uh, Vaughn. Maybe it will actually be Wendell Vaughn, a.k.a. Quasar. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because they mentioned that, Simon's mentioned that before. Yep. In like Vaughn season has been, one, Vaughn has been mentioned before. Hmm. Uh, so the primitives then break Hive out of the gel matrix, and he and the primitives are locked in the hangar. Uh, we do get the revelation that Hive knows all about the Zephyr and the fact that it has high altitude capabilities, and Hive wanders off into the Zephyr. Mac heads uh, to Colson's office to tell him about this because, uh, like. The comms are locked down, I've, I suppose, at this point. Mm-hmm. Or there's no way to communicate through to them. 
Um, and leaving Daisy on her own, she uh, overrides the containment module and raises it into the Zephyr. And she confronts Hive. And I was like, okay, she's going to try and take down Hive. Here we go. But yeah, Hive's kind of still having trouble with his memories and takes a minute for him to remember who she is. But she doesn't try and take him down. She begs him to take her back. This was a holy shit moment. Yes. I, I, you <laughs> I, know, like, oh, I oh, did no. not see this coming. No. Nope. I was like, whoa. Because the way she went up, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, she knows what's going on. She's got a plan. She's going to try and stop him. And then she's like, please take me back. Like, oh, no, Daisy, don't do that. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want you to be back under Hive's control. That's bad. We just got you back. <laughs> but yeah, that was the end of the the first part of the, the season finale. Um, but we'll, I think we'll just kick straight into the, the yeah. second part and then we can we yeah. can see what we can go our thoughts of at the end. So, season three, episode 22 of, of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, this episode is called Ascension. Now, so, immediately after that, we see Hive trying to rehive Daisy. But he can't. Uh, what Lash did to her in last week's episode has made her immune to Hive. And, like, <laughs> I suppose, like, any... Uh, addict when they can't get what they what they want they throw a temper tantrum <laughs> so she uh, quakes with rage and lashes out at Hive uh, we also find out that Hive has infected 28 agents on the base already and uh, Fitz and May head off to inspect Daisy's cell and find that she is missing because <laughs> they, they haven't quite realised what is going on just yet the rest yeah. of the guys uh, Radcliffe fills the others in on the primitives. Basically, they have enhanced strength, but they do have poor eyesight and limited memories of their past. However, they do retain any of their like weapon and fighting skills. Uh, we see Daisy and Hive. In handy. Hmm? Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, we see Daisy, Daisy and Hive fighting, which this was a really cool fight because it's been mm. this fight's been kind of built up for a long time, like the Daisy versus Ward fight. Yep. And we definitely got a bit of that where we see like a bit of a mix of Daisy's powers combined with fighting. And I really like it when they do this. Like it was really cool when they did it with uh, Lincoln's earlier in the season and like Daisy's had bits mm-hmm. and pieces of it as well. But yeah, they did a really good job of it here. Now, while I liked the sequence, my biggest problem is you could you could see none of they weren't actually hitting each other. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Uh, I mean, I we see a lot of action, fi- you know, uh, shows with action and great fight scenes. While the choreography was good, you could tell that they weren't actually hitting each other. Well, Daisy wasn't hitting. Well, even, uh, I mean, even I, punches and blows. They, well, yeah, she was using that to an extent, but sometimes, you know, the actual punches, she wasn't hitting. Yeah, because she was quaking him. She would throw throw her fist and then quake it. I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, see... <laughs> I mean, I if, if I had superpowers, I would use them like that. I like, guess. I thought, it was, I thought it was really cool. I mean, she 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 would uh, combine... I thought she was going to combine blows with quakes. Not, you know, stop a half inch from his face or, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, or his chest and quake 
from there. Because why throw the punch at all? Why not just quake him, shoot him across well, the gets, room? It gets it does get your fist closer to his his body and it gets him off guard or or whatever. But um, like from a tactical point of view, there's no point throwing a punch at him because it's not going to do anything to him. Like actually hitting him with a punch. So that's why she has to quake him. So that's why she would never hit him. But yeah, I thought I thought it was a really cool fight, and uh, we did see Hive get to have uh, a superhero landing as well. Yes, so the, the Iron Man pose, yeah, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Well, and it was a bit Matrix esque as well because he had that kind of flowing jacket on. Yeah, well, you know, he has that Neo look. Um, th- I think they did a great job of making this Brett Dalton's swan song episode and giving him a lot of star turns this, this time. Yeah. Um, especially because like he couldn't use his power, like his power is totally ineffective against Daisy because she's now immune to it. And I I assume that he can't use his like, uh, body ripping thing on inhumans. He can only do that to humans. Right. He, he, He can't feed on inhumans. So he can he's he's only really relying on his like training as a shield agent and any other like things he's picked up from people over the years. Like Ward's training as a shield agent. But yeah, it was I thought it was a cool fight. Um Daisy eventually finds a knife and stabs high she sort of quakes the knife into him and then stabs him over and over and over again. <laughs> he's just like standing there against the wall, like come at me. Like he's doing absolutely nothing to him. Uh, does nothing to him at all, so she quakes him, breaking all of his bones. But he recovers. He recovers very quickly. Um, bones don't hold him up. All the parts working as one hold him up. Right. Uh, he then he then knocks out Daisy and takes her into the Zephyr, where uh, James and Gaiera have arrived. Uh, we see a. The primitives have gotten into the weapons locker in the shield base, and one of the primitives shoots at Mac, but doesn't hit him because he has Stormtrooper aim. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's what I thought at first. I was like, what a terrible shot this guy is. Like, he should be a Stormtrooper. But no, no. Uh, he, Mac moves aside, and we see that Yo-Yo has been shot. And, uh, like, I, I turned to my wife, and I was like, she's fast. Why didn't she move out the, the way? And uh, my wife's just like, and it took a second for the penny to drop, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like Yo-Yo ran in front of Mac and took the bullets for him. Yeah, if on the second, I I thought for some reason like the camera went screwy or something, because mm-hmm. on a second viewing you can see that uh, Mac kind of goes blurry. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was basically uh, Yo-Yo jumping in front of him. Yeah, so she she took a bullet for him. Mm-hmm. That's quite a, quite a gesture. So, um, Mac uh, meets with Mac and Yo-Yo meet with uh, Coulson, Lincoln, and Doctor Radcliffe, and they hole up in the workshop to hide from the primitives. Um, Yo-Yo's obviously been shot, so she's badly injured. Meanwhile, Simmons hides in the furnace room. Right. Uh, Hive then launches the Zephyr and puts it to ascend to 100,000 feet. And the uh, Hive and the other Inhumans plan to escape in the containment module before the bomb 
blows up. Um, they have taken Daisy with them so that it guarantees that they won't be shot out of the sky. However, May and Fitz have also managed to stow away on board the Zephyr. Um, in the workshop, Yo-Yo's bleeding out and we find out that she bleeds faster than a normal person due to her fast metabolism because she moves about fast. And Dr. Uh, Dr. Radcliffe and Matt kind of argue about uh, <laughs> about him making the primitives. Uh, Coulson, Coulson puts them in their place, though. And they find a blowtorch, which uh, Lincoln plans to use to cauterize the wound. But uh, <laughs> Yo-Yo's like, no, no, no. I want Mac to do it because he's the mechanic and he fixes oh, things okay. with the blowtorch. <laughs> yeah. he's, the, he's the blowtorch boss. <laughs> sure. Let, let my boyfriend burn me alive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, not not an ideal situation, that, but I mean, I suppose you've got to make make do with whatever you've got handy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the primitives get into the furnace room, but they don't find Simmons, basically due to it being so warm in there that they can't see her because we find out that they rely on infrared to see because their eyes are damaged as part of their transformation. Right. Uh, Mac, Mac tells Yo-Yo not to take a bullet in the gut for me again. <laughs> and uh, we see that Radcliffe is very impressed by Fitz's work on Coulson's hand. And um, we'll come back to that later. Um, me and Fitz on the Zephyr managed to find Daisy, who thinks that she should still be locked up because she's a liability and she's no use to them. Uh, Radcliffe has worked out um, because everyone, everyone in the in the workshop is sweating because it's really warm in there and they think that Yo-Yo's burning up because she's got an infection. But it's actually just the temperature has gone up and Radcliffe works out that Simmons is trying to blind the primitives because they see through infrared. Clever girl. And this moment as well is like the moment where uh, the primitive walks up to Simmons in the, in the furnace room. It reminded me of Jurassic Park. Like the first one. Because like you've got the clever girl line and then you've got like the... In Jurassic Park it was the raptor like sneaking up around the corner. Okay. And yep. this is the primitive. So it was, it was very reminiscent of Jurassic Park. They, they did a lot of like little nods like... Uh, Two things like that in, in these two episodes. It was very cool. Um, so yeah, Radcliffe thinks that they could go out there and be undetected by the primitives. Uh, it's a science hunch. <laughs> so Radcliffe heads out the door and the, there's a primitive outside. Who doesn't see him? Because they see infrared and it's, everything's hot so they can't see anyone. Uh, so the others follow him because he doesn't know where he's going. Uh, on the Zephyr, Fitz finds some weapons and May gives Daisy a bit of a pep talk and mentions that she doesn't care about uh, Daisy's powers because they didn't make her an agent, May did. And, uh, I love that line. Mm-hmm. And she mentions that Daisy, Daisy needs to kind of balance the scales for the bad things she did. She can help them out and uh, take down Hive and save the world sort of thing. That will balance the scales up. And this felt to me like a goodbye speech. I don't know about you. <laughs> I was getting a little nervous. I'll be honest. I was like, oh, what a great speech. This is a good, like, sign-off. But she doesn't quite get to finish her speech because Gaera pops up behind her and, like, throws... I'm not sure what it was, but throws Wax some... Her in the head. Yeah, knocks her out. 
Um, Fitz claims to have a device designed to kill Gaera hidden on the plane, and he agrees to show him, and Fitz puts down his weapon. However, uh, Fitz does mention that Gaera was a bad guy before Hive, because uh, he, he did say that they don't want to kill people who are uh, being swayed by Hive because he knows that they're not responsible for their own actions. But yeah, Gaera was always a bad guy. Except for you. You were always an <laughs> asshole. You were always a dick. And uh, Fitz uses an invisible gun to kill Gaera, which was a very James Bond moment. It was very cool. Yeah, the the invisible gun was a little too convenient. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, where did that come from? I mean, he wasn't expecting Gaiera, so why did he have the invisible gun maybe in his hand at that time? Well, he, he had picked up all the weapons, remember? Mm-hmm. And he had yes. had these weapons in his hand. I assume it's just a, like a button press on the side of it to make it invisible. And, uh, yeah, I think it was good forethought from from Fitz. And, I mean, it's probably, like, something that he's, he's been working on in the background. And he's just it's a feature of one of the guns that he's designed. Right. Uh, yeah, it goes invisible. Pretty clever, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Fitz kills Gaiera and then lets Daisy out. And, yeah, Daisy is with him now. Fitz at this, Fitz at this point, uh, well, Fitz, Daisy, and May duck into a side room and... Fitz gives Daisy his shield jacket to keep her warm, mm-hmm. which, if you remember, still has the crucifix in the pocket, and has it's got the shield logo on it. And so Daisy now has the crucifix. So the, the hot potato has passed to Daisy. Uh oh, I was get, I got very worried. As soon as he put that jacket on, I was like, No, no, give it to me, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. Um, and yeah, the guys are getting a bit cold because the. Uh, the Zephyr is getting higher and higher in altitude, and it's not really designed to operate at those because it's not a spaceship. It's just it it can operate, but it's not ideal. So it doesn't have all the bells and whistles to keep you warm. And they're not wearing space suits; they're just wearing like regular shield clothes. Right. And uh, um, so, yep. I, and you know, obviously, they they mentioned that the air seems to be getting thinner. So. Yeah, the atmosphere, you know, it doesn't have uh, all the atmosphere uh, controls and amenities to be working at that altitude for that lo- for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, back down on the shield base, uh, Coulson, Yo-Yo, Mac, and Dr. Doctor Radcliffe and Lincoln uh, get back to Coulson's office where Simmons throws something at them and misses, <laughs> thinking they're, they're bad guys, um, but it's not. Um, and uh, Dr. Radcliffe starts to try and say the shield moniker strategic homeland what comes next again? (laughs) just call him shield Uh, just call it shield (laughs) just a shield, everyone's forgotten what it stands for just shield (laughs) Uh, Coulson Coulson then calls in a remote Quinjet using his new trick magic arm (laughs) if if you remember a few weeks ago we saw um, these like Touchscreen arm yep. things. Yep. And uh, the shield shield. And the shield shield, yep. Uh, Fitz has installed this on Colson's arm, which is pretty cool. He plans to get everyone out and get obviously get yo yo medical attention and then go and stop Hive. Uh, Radcliffe likes the way that Shield does things. And 
At this point, Mac fake smashes a window. Fake Because smash. he goes... Yes, because what, what happens is, like, he goes to smash the window of Coulson's office and you hear the, the camera pans away and then you hear glass break. They they cheapened out on that all one. Right, They're like, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll not we'll not smash this window. We'll just like pretend that it's smashed and then it'll be fixed next season. <laughs> I was like, oh, you should have showed me him smashing that window. But anyway, this is a bu- budget constraints. They've cut a little corner there. <laughs> well, I th- I think they make up for it with a prop later. Yeah, they, yeah. There is a, you know. So, hey, l- let's spend the money on the cooler prop. Yeah, we'll just have And there's so much CG in this <laughs> in this uh, episode, too. Mm, yep. Um, Hive is now thinking clearly again, and we see James kind of is questioning him about the uh, about the primitives, and he's a bit disappointed that the uh, the ladies will look like primitives. Uh, he wants Hive to tweak the formula that that he's been working on, but Hive is blanking him entirely. He's just like, I really don't care what you're saying. Just he's just yabbering away. Hive's not hearing a word of it. But he does mention that he's been with ugly girls before. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the the primitives are not like they're very they're, they're like ghouls almost. Mm-hmm. Really disturbing faces. Uh, Hive finds out that they're are stowaways on the plane and sends James after them to uh, to take them down. And we do see Gaia's body at this point, so he's definitely dead. Uh, the Quinjet then lands on the Zephyr, is caught up with it, and we see that uh, Daisy, wearing the shield jacket, finds the crucifix in the pocket and remembers her vision. She's like, oh... I've got the crucifix and I'm wearing the jacket. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Hive then heads to the Quinjet and finds Coulson there alone. Uh, Coulson mentions that he unleashed the Ward Nightmare Hellbeast on the planet and he's there to make up for it. Uh, Hive says that every inhuman has a purpose and his one is to cause all this stuff and make more inhumans and change the world. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Hive talk. <laughs> And at this point, Hive changes into proper, proper Hive. So he goes from being Ward to being tentacle face thing Hive. And it looks fucking badass. Yeah. Like, why have they not used this? Why have they not used this? I know it's because it's it would be it's so expensive to do that because that's CG. But it's damn good CG. Yeah. And it'll, like they, they did such a good job of it as well because it looks enough like it does in the comics, but it, they kind of put their own spin on it, and it looks very cool. I mean, no, no complaints from me. I, the mild complaint is that we didn't see more of it. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I would have liked to see more of it like throughout this episode. Mm. But we, we did get to see it, and it was very cool. <laughs> They're like, we've got enough budget for like 30 seconds of this. Let's Let's throw it in here, and it was it was cool to finally see it because obviously we saw like the back of his head before with the tentacles and stuff, but seeing it in the front was was really cool. Uh, he he then mentions that he's going to take over Coulson's body, 
and I see what Coulson has it locked up in his head, and and you see Coulson's got kind of oh shit I didn't think of this one, but Coulson then mentions that his team his team didn't listen to his orders, and uh, Coulson's just the distraction, whilst his team uh, boarded the boarded the Zephyr and got into position, and he's also a hologram. <laughs> So it's just a hologram of Coulson, and he he did this as well so that he would finally get to be able to say, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope." <laughs> <laughs> Which is it was it was great. Yeah, and I mean, just like you're in this like life or death serious situation, and Coulson's like, "I'll just throw in a Star Wars joke. Why not?" <laughs> like, oh, it was it was so good. We and, own like, them now. Kept- we can use it whenever we want. Yeah, I, I mean, it typifies, like, what S.H.I.E.L.D. is all about. Like, yeah, you've got serious stuff, you've got action, but, like, it, it's light. there's a lot of lightheartedness and, and fun at, at the core of it as well. So uh, it, it was good to see that kind of shine through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coulson, Mac, Yo-Yo, and Lincoln head to the cargo bay and uh, meet F- May, Fitz, and Daisy. Uh, we see Lincoln fighting James, and... Really, Lincoln knocks him out very easily, but James left uh, a little... I'm not sure what it was, but it was like a little device on Lincoln and Link and explodes and Lincoln gets injured. Oh, it was one of his... Uh, I didn't see it either. It was one of his uh, little hellfire bombs. Yeah, it was probably a, probably a pool ball, <laughs> knowing him. <laughs> just, yeah, just stick this to you, and it kind of explodes and hurts Lincoln. But he's he's he'll survive. He'll be okay. Um, Daisy then apologizes to him, and Fitz and Simmons kind of slink off and leave them to talk because <laughs> they're like they're having like a deep, serious conversation, and Simmons and Fitz are just standing there watching them. And then they're like, "We should leave. <laughs> Let's leave them alone." Uh, Daisy mentions that she's feeling guilty about what she did, and Lincoln. Uh, knows that she went to Hive because she wanted to go back to him. Uh, we also find out that Coulson has a plan to put the warhead, the warhead into a Quinjet and fly it straight up so it blows up harmlessly in space, dispersing the uh, the, the gas cloud into the not into the atmosphere, into the uh, the vacuum of space. Right. Which which would work, and it would be dispersed by the the solar winds or or whatever, and it would. It would go away. It's not going to be any danger to humans. Or it would burn up in the atmosphere or, or whatnot. But yeah, I'm... Some... I, I'm not, I wasn't quite sure, because like Coulson said that someone needs to go and everyone else needs to stay. So I wasn't sure if he was meaning that somebody had to go and like pilot the Quinjet. And they were going to try and decide who that would be, but in the end up they didn't need to because Daisy decides to go for the sacrifice play. And we do see that while she's talking to Lincoln, she was still wearing the necklace. Mm-hmm. However, Lincoln did like hold it in his hand while he was talking to her at one point. Uh, the others, meanwhile, will try and fight off Hive the Terrible and his minions. And Mac has a shotgun axe, a proper, properly realized, handcrafted shotgun axe made in the lab, not just like a duct taped together one. And it was very, very awesome. Like, this is what I wanted to see. This shotgun axe. I had to save the prop budget for this. This is this is better than breaking a window. 
Definitely, yeah. They're like, we could break this window or we could give Mac a shotgun axe. Shotgun axe it is. Shotgun cool. axe. Same with that. <laughs> shotgun axe wins every time. Shotgun, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to see him use it more, to be honest, because he didn't get to use it a lot in this fight. Uh, he only got to like fire it a couple of times and like swing it about. But yeah, it is, it is a cool weapon. Like that That's a cool weapon to be able to use in a, in a TV show. I'm sure like... Uh, the uh, Henry Simmons, I'm sure he loved uh, being able to swing that thing about. Uh, so yeah, Shield uh, fights off the puppies, and it's quite a cool fight scene. There was a lot of like slow motion and stuff used in it, but I, I want, I did want it to be longer. But I mean, by this point, you're getting to like everything needs to be fast because mm-hmm. you're getting to the the the, the finale, the or well, the climax of the finale. Uh, we also see then Daisy heading to the Quinjet, and she quakes the warhead into place on the jet and secures it. While she's doing that, Hive arrives on the jet, and uh, she reveals that the autopilot coordinates have been set, but Hive's like, Wad can just override them. Like, he knows how to do that. But, oops. Lincoln has <laughs> slunk his way onto the Quinjet as well and has shorted out the... Uh, the manual controls. So there's no way of overriding them. Uh, Lincoln at this point shocks Daisy out of the jet as the uh, the doors are closing and takes off with Hive on board. No! Daisy is a bit annoyed. <laughs> Daisy is a bit annoyed and upset about this and uh, she gets on uh, on the comm link to Lincoln. Um Lincoln says that this is his purpose, and we also see that he stole the crucifix necklace from Daisy when he was talking to her. Um, and he's and he's like, "Well, this is a good way to go, getting to save the girl and save the world." Uh, there is nothing that the Shield team can do for him because the all the controls are overridden, and yeah, they're he he's on his way. He's on his own at this point. Uh, he did also tell Daisy and amongst us that he he loves her. Uh, when the Quinjet reaches uh, outer space, it it dies essentially. It can't get power and it's all all its systems are basically locked up. Um, which reminded me of Hulk in Age of Ultron because that's basically exactly what happened. Then all the systems in the Quinjet just powered down. And it went, Phew. and Hulk just sat there looking sad. And we see here uh, Hive and Lincoln accepting their fate, which is is death. And now the uh, the interesting thing I, I thought about um, when Daisy was talking to Lincoln, it reminded me of uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Yep. Do you remember when? Yeah, when Cap's piloting the, Cap the plane. Peggy, yep. With, talking to yep, Peggy about going going out next week when he gets back. Yep. Yep, that's exactly what it reminded me of, and like the way it like cuts off as well, just suddenly, it was exactly like that scene was very reminiscent of that. They, I read an article about that uh, this afternoon, and yeah, mm-hmm. they what they kind of knew that they were channeling the same vibe. Yeah, so, it, they they played it really well, mm-hmm. and I thought it paid off really well as well. But yeah, Hive and Lincoln accept their fate, which is death, and uh. Coulson mentions that Lincoln is paying for all of their mistakes, so like the Shield team, and Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln, <laughs> it's quite weird because like at this point, the Lincoln and Hive are uh, floating in the gravity of space, or the, the lack of gravity, 
and he says they're just gonna have like an open and honest conversation which was quite weird because obviously hive's been like the bad guy the whole season and they're just like well we're both dying now let's just have a chat yeah uh you know all they're missing are the beers and cigars yeah (laughs) yeah definitely um lincoln says well at least he got to see the world because they are looking down like at the world and uh, hive says it's beautiful and smaller than you'd imagine Uh, Lincoln mentioned, uh, sorry, Hive mentions that Lincoln's sacrificing himself for the humans, even with uh, all their, even with all their flaws. He says, "Oh, they're only human," and we see, uh, we see the shot then from the flash forward of like the crucifix floating and the shield logo on obviously Lincoln's arm. We now know, and there's like the droplets of blood floating about, and then boom, the the conjet explodes and it just disappears. So bye bye Ward slash Hive and Lincoln. Bye bye Lincoln, you whiny little bitch. <laughs> and uh Daisy is absolutely well we'll we'll come back to your thoughts on Lincoln <laughs> <laughs> once we get through the end of this. Uh we see that Daisy is totally distraught and everyone else is in tears and uh Simmons is just kinda like So what now? And and I thought this would be kinda like the end where they would just kinda wrap it up everyone would be sad they would have like maybe a funeral for lincoln but no no they time jump it six months in the future we go to six months later where we see um some newspaper articles pinned up on a notice board where there are headlines like uh about a quake taking down a bank and a bridge and uh, one of the articles does mention the sokovia accords Mm -hmm. and the the article about the bridge mentioned that it was a a powered person who had destroyed this bridge. and uh, So, yeah, it mentions the Sokovia Accords and the capture and registration of the person responsible. There's also, like, a hero or rogue headline, and we see, like, there's some CCTV images of clearly Daisy and uh, sunglasses and some dots on a map of America which are connected with string, uh, presumably where uh, Daisy has quaked. So there's been, like, significant random seismic activity. And we see Mac and Coulson, the stakeout bros. Or Mac brings Coulson a sandwich. And uh, Coulson's like, no, I do not eat sandwiches until the mission is done. But Mac's like, I'm eating. I'm hungry. <laughs> I would be like that as well. I need to eat. If, if I don't eat, I get grumpy. <laughs> it's called hangry. Hangry, yeah. yes. Hangry. That's a great word. Hangry. Yep. <laughs> uh, Coulson, I think it was uh, added to Webster's this year. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do see Coulson. Uh, Coulson is watching through binoculars the uh, wife and child of the inhuman guy who gave people the death visions earlier in the season. Uh, they are just like sitting on a bench, and Coulson reckons there's a meet going to happen, and this is when it's going to happen. Uh, we see like a girl waiting in a queue. I believe it's it was for a bank machine or something, something like that. And uh, this lady thanks the girl, and it's we see that it's Daisy in disguise. She's wearing like a beanie, and she's dyed her hair like totally black, and she's wearing like fishnet sleeves and stuff. And she looks pretty badass. Um, she's gone goth. She's gone. I don't want to say quite goth. Like she's gone kind of. Mm. I don't. I don't know what you call it. Like punkish sort of way, like modern punkish. 
Um, but yeah, she she speaks to the, the lady. Millennial. And she, She's gone oh, millennial. <laughs> Definitely not a hipster. No, no, it's not a hipster. <laughs> it's millennial. Yeah. She uh, says that she wants to introduce them to a friend of hers who has a practice around here and likes animals as well. Who is this she was talking about? Like, because I was thinking it might be her, her dad. Her dad, the vet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she gives the uh, she gives the wee girl the bird that her dad had carved for her, and uh, then realizing that Shield is onto her, she uh, ducks into an alleyway before Quake jumping to the top of a building. Uh, Coulson and Mac pursue her into this alleyway, but are too late. She's already gone. Uh, Coulson says, call the director. We struck out again. And uh, they do mention, uh, Max says, oh, they'll reassign them and they will call in the National Guard. Which is interesting and we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, and then in the after credits, we see that Dr. Radcliffe has been cleared of the charges against him and he's also been close, working cl- very closely with Fitz. He's also got an AI assistant called Ida. And we see him loading up a program, which is LMD Phase 1. And he says that it's Ida's birthday. Now, LMD is Life Model Decoy. And see when I saw that pop up, I was like, holy shit, LMD. Yes, here we go. Can't wait for Season 4. Give me it now. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the end of the episode and the end of the season. Um, what did you think of this uh, season finale, first of all, Chip? Um, my wife and I were talking... Uh at dinner tonight and i'm this might have been the best season finale yet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know the 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 first season with ward and uh, garrett had its moments and you had fury in there but so you know it kind of i think it kind of went off the rails because garrett just went totally batshit crazy and yep. it just didn't work um in and it didn't have the first season really didn't have the great fight scenes last year i don't know there was, so, uh, was something about uh daisy's mom that i never liked mm. but you know it did have some good fight scenes we did get uh you know uh did mac did mac get a mac got a uh I'm the guy with the what the baseball bat. I'm or, the guy that I'm the guy that uh, kills Gordon. That's yeah, who it was. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he had some badass weapon there. I mean, there were some great lines. There were some decent fight scenes, but um, this one you had a, a some decent fight scenes. Uh, I think overall it became a better plot. It was a plot that I really didn't like for most of uh, the second half of the season. I, you know, there were a lot of down episodes, but once again, Shield comes through at the end and pulls off uh, an impre- one of the best season finales ever. And I would say that, yep. that I like this one the most. I thought Brett Dalton, who you know, the first season, we, we still don't know if he was just a very wooden actor or if he was playing uh, overplaying Ward at that he, point. He was. He was overplaying Ward. Like you, me- you remember when he switched, and like the way that he switched and they changed up the character, and he became like this dynamic personality all yeah. of a sudden. Like that, that is 
good acting. And mm. like the way that they developed him even further to be like this hive thing and the and the switch back like in this yeah. season finale was so cool. So cool to see. And uh, so uh I I really liked him, you know, when he was just like when he when Daisy was on the Quinjet uh prepping the missile and he came up and he had the really badass uh evil evil bad guy music with him, you know, it just was a very intense scene and it cut mm. to a commercial there and then when it comes back he's, you know, he's standing there in the background and says something but you know, he's got it was just well well you know the the photography direction was perfect uh the scene was set up perfectly um and he just came off uh it, he it just all fell together in this episode um in terms of you know the the hot potato thing yeah that kept you guessing the entire thing and you know and then the right guy died <laughs> no more no more whiny bitch he's gone did, did you think it was a little bit of a cop out they didn't kill off one of the yes. the regulars yes yeah but it made sense for the plot and it did give like Lincoln that heroic moment however I think it would have played better if it had been May that died I love you Daisy I do think they were right to kill off Lincoln, but they could have done it elsewhere in the episode. Well, I read a couple of articles today, and apparently they knew last season that they were killing Lincoln off this season. Yeah. So um, he was never part of the long-range plan. Uh, you know, I we, we know how much I hated the character. Um so, but yeah, at the same time, what was I disappointed that it wasn't May or one of the cast? Or, yeah, main cast. I guess you know, deep down, somewhere in that uh, cold, uh, minuscule heart of mine, I you know. I would have preferred that because you know just due to the gravitas that would come yeah. with something like that but at the same time uh the fanboy in me is just happy that I still have my whole family. <laughs> yep. Ex and, and we got rid of the red-headed stepchild. <laughs> yep. So um I you know I but yeah I do think it's a cop out. But I, I do think, I mean, it made sense and they're obviously like doing that to set Daisy up for season four to, to picture as this kind of vigilante sort of thing. Certainly at the beginning of the season. She'll be back in with, with Coulson and Mac at some point. And I'm uh, not really sure where May is and that's six months later. She's the director. she's the only one. She's not the director. She's the director. No, Fury's the director. No. Yep, that's no. my that's my thought. No, it is going to be. I guarantee. I I I, I read another article today, and it like had six choices for the art for the director. One being um, uh, 
Nick Fury, but obviously Samuel L. cost too much money. Tony Stark, because technically he became the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. after Civil War. Mm, sort of, yeah. Um, the, the other one, Maria, Maria Hill. Hill. Maria yeah. Hill, which, you know, is certainly is a possibility. But in that flash-forward scene, every character except May is mentioned. Yep. Uh, Radcliffe's mentions Fitz and Simmons. We see Sky, Mac, and uh, Coulson. The only one that is not mentioned by name or in or even referenced is May. So I would assume that May becomes the director. I think Coulson probably steps down, saying, "You know, too many people have died. Too much crazy shit has gone on." I've crossed too many lines. I need to hand this team over to somebody. And who else does Coulson trust? That is true. However, I mean, it does look like Shield is more let. Well, they're less secretive at this point. Um, they're talking about like calling the National Guard and things like that. So they're obviously in contact with other uh, government agencies. Well, so I think I think that Tony Stark has put Maria Hill in charge of Shield and reestablished it as uh, a real thing. Because um, well, obviously the ATC the ATCU is still about. Or, and I, uh, I'm the, thinking Shield is still under wraps because if. Shield was more prominent now. It would have been Shield mentioned in that article, and not the ACTU. That's true. Maybe they've just been enfolded into the ATCU then. Maybe, and that the other idea was Talbot. Talbot, could, yeah, it could be Talbot. But because May wasn't mentioned, my guess is uh, Melinda May is now the director. You, you do need to give uh, me something to do and you know, exactly. she's not dead. <laughs> so it would make sense for a story arc. But yeah, really cool episode. Um, I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, I was on the edge of my seat watching it and I, I really enjoyed watching it again a mm-hmm. second time as well. Even like basically back to back. Like <laughs> I was still like, oh yeah, this is this is good, good television. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and... And say something that might be controversial to our, our listeners. Now, if if you like, for me, I compare this to Captain America: Civil War. Outside of the airport scene, this is this, these two episodes are a better movie than that movie. Than what movie? Than Civil War. <laughs> the pet, the the bomb drops. Oh my yeah, god! Like, no uh, way! <laughs> no fucking way! <laughs> it's just too uh, very. It's too very different. You know, I mean, two different formats, two different styles. Um, I, I'm just saying that I enjoyed this more. The the felt like outside of that airport thing, there was more of a spectacle here. The story was better. Like. Things happened. I don't want. I'm not going to spoil Civil War or anything. Mm. But uh, I, I I enjoyed it more. <laughs> I thought it was better. Well, I'll tell. Uh, we did have 20 episodes before of setup, but yeah, you did, <laughs> like 
so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that going on. The other thing I would say, hmm. Um, Be in mind, we don't want to spoil any Civil War. Right. No, we're, Civil we're, War. we'll do that in a couple weeks. Um, I would say, yeah, that's. I'm gonna. And, and I'm, not, I'm gonna not, disagree with you. I mean, I thought so, but but it's because they're two very different. Uh, you know, a two and a half hour movie is a very different than uh, a two hour season finale of a series where there's twenty episodes leading up to it. Uh, in also, you know, Civil War was two and a half hours and maybe got a little long um, at the end uh, to an extent. So, uh, but at the same time. I don't know if I would say it's better than Civil War. They're two very, they are two very awesome experiences this month, and I, I you know, you're kind of uh, comparing apples to bowling balls at this point. With that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I did. I'm not meaning that I didn't enjoy Civil War. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Thought it was a great movie, but I just think I enjoyed this more. I, I yeah, I can see that, but you know, it's sort of like. I, I can go to a baseball game and I can go to a football game. I can enjoy them both. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, you know, one is a better contest than the other. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I enjoyed them both. And maybe this, at this point, you know, maybe maybe it was a very tight uh, pitcher, uh, pitcher's duel in baseball. You know where my team won one to nothing on a uh, uh, home run in the ninth inning, while um, the football game I went to, my team also won, but it, you know they won forty-five to nothing and blew yeah. out the <laughs> other team. You know, yeah. so uh, I'm not I'm not going to say whether I liked one more than the other. I liked them both. And I think I'm fierce. You know, they were both two different experiences. And I did, I did like them both as well. Like I just want to clarify that before uh, people jump on, uh, jump on it and think that I'm saying that Civil War is bad. It's absolutely not bad. It's a great movie. Um, now let's just like talk about a couple of things that happened in the uh, so the after credit scene then. Um, De- definitely wanted to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, sorry, the other possibility for the director I would say is uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Yes, he was in the, the list as he was in the list as yeah. well. But they kind of said that would be a weird move for him mm-hmm. because yep. he's currently the Secretary of State, which is far far higher than uh, Director of Shield. Yeah, like Director of Shield or or the ATCU, depending on. I, I think mm-hmm. it would be the ATCU. It's the the public face at least, but yeah, I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be him, but he is a possibility. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that after credit scene. So Doctor Radcliffe has obviously come a long way in uh, <laughs> in that six months. He's got his own lab set up, and he's got like this AI program that's kicking about. An AI in Marvel always like worries me because of Ultron, but 
anyway um and obviously he loaded up the lmd program the life model decoys which is been a staple of shield for years and years and nick fury and maria hill have used them many many times to uh, get out of scrapes and basically a life model decoy is like a rope it's essentially a robot clone of a person that takes your place and you can control them from far away and i speak through them and whatnot and it allows you to be in one place whilst also being in another place quite handy um mm -hmm. now this ada this this was this ever in the comics have you ever come across this in the comics before what's that a ada no because i'm sure i've seen it somewhere now there is uh, I know there is a, a, a storyline, and I'm, I didn't get a ch chance to check if it was in uh, Marvel Unlimited yet, but it's called Nick Fury versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. And that it, it's a storyline in which basically the LMDs become sentient and sort mm -hmm. of take, uh, take over S.H.I.E.L.D. from within. Mm. So are, are we leading up to that? Um, the other thing that I think... Merit's mentioning here is Dr. Radcliffe. This went from, you know, a kind of throwaway guest star or uh, in an episode to he's going to become one of the key characters of next season. Yep. And I think it's really good foil to have him in mm -hmm. there now as well. And I mean, I did, I did kind of criticize his, his acting compared to Fitz's in that scene he was in. But I think he was just kind of settling into the character, and he's he definitely kind of grew into it over the those few episodes that he was in at the tail end of the season there. Mm -hmm. And he's quite an interesting character. He's mm -hmm. like a bit eccentric and a bit weird the, and mad. But we have a mad scientist. Yeah, he's like he's got some mad ideas, and uh, I kind of hope that like he's because he did say that it's from an old Shield program. Right. And we know that like Tony Stark had based his Ultron stuff from an old Shield program, so there's some of that programming that was used in amongst that in there as well. I kind of hope that this ends up being Jocasta. Uh that was my first guess too. For those that mm -hmm. don't know, in the comic book, uh or in the yeah, the six one six universe, Jocasta is also known as the Bride of Ultron. And yep. I, it was created by Ultron in the comics. Yeah, and it was based on the brainwaves of Janet Van Dyne right. in the comic books. Right. So, and that was my first guess as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Mm. Um, but it's setting up an interesting storyline. Does this mean we're leaving the Inhuman stuff behind? Um, well, I mean, you've still got Daisy, and there'll still be plenty of other Inhumans kicking about, but they're not. Doesn't seem as if they'll be producing many more new Inhumans. Um, however, I would assume that you'll still get the odd one cropping up. Mm. And like we didn't like in this in these season finale episodes, we didn't see Joey at all. Like he no. wasn't in it. No, my wife mentioned that. You know, he was the first character introduced this season. Yeah, and then he's <laughs> not. He's not even mentioned in uh the the season finale like they're like should we call joey could be of help you nah let's just leave him <laughs> so yeah it, it was um 
But yeah, it's setting up a lot of cool little plots. I mean, A, we have I, the big the big news is, or the big mystery right now is, who's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, yep. You're setting up, and I'm going to... I will read the Nick Fury versus Shield if it's on Unlimited, probably you know sometime over the summer. Um, Storyline. Somebody also thought that they could be going into um, the Secret Invasion with it. And it's like, nah. Secret Invasion is scrolls. Mm. Uh, I think if you're going LMDs, you're probably going to go more towards Nick Fury versus Shield. Yeah, like AIs taking over yeah. and stuff like that and becoming sentient. I don't think that they're going for uh I don't think they're going for Secret Invasion stuff here. I think Secret Invasion works better cuz it's aliens. Like if you do that with robot with like AI robots it doesn't work the same. All right. That that's going to be phase 4 when we get the Fantastic 4 back and can use the scrolls. Yeah. Um Yeah, and that that will happen in the movies. Like that yeah. that's a movie level thing that cuz you need like for I mean, the this. I don't know if you've ever read that comic book, but the spectacle of that comic book is absolutely fantastical. Like the amount of like powers and stuff that are on on display there is insane. So you couldn't do that in Shield, and if they tried to do it in Shield, it would not be done justice. I haven't read it, but one of the things at one of the the panels I went to on Marvel is. That Marvel was setting up the secret invasion for like five years yep. before the, you know, there were little hints and people would, you know, pe- uh, readers would write in saying, you know, that was out of character for such and such or such and mm-hmm. such would never say or do something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, they just kind of brushed it off. You know, what the hell are you doing? That's totally not what you know, Spider-Woman would do in a situation like that. And then, you know, five years later, you find out, well, that's because it hasn't been Spider-Woman the entire time. It's been a scroll or whatever. And I'm just, yep, that's for <laughs> anyone lambaste me saying Spider-Woman wasn't even in Secret Invasion, fuck you. Um, <laughs> the, the, I, I'm just picking a character, <laughs> you know? <laughs> just, no, no, she, she yeah. was. She was a massive part of Secret Invasion. I thought um, she was. That's the one that I remember as well. Um, it was like Spider Woman. Uh, there was an, an issue. I can't, it was an issue of one of the Avengers books. I can't remember which one it was. Might maybe Might Avengers or New Avengers. But she like all of a sudden just had this new power, and uh, Miss Marvel like turned and said to her, "Like, where did that come from?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I've been working on like channeling my powers in different ways." <laughs> but like she just had. I can't remember what it was, but it was like. Mm-hmm some power that she'd never done before and uh, all of a sudden she just had this power and like that was them kind of sowing the seeds for that right so it's not going to be secret invasion it's probably going to be uh nick fury versus shield but you know i i think it we will a lot we will hear a few more tidbits over the next week or so then they go dark and we probably won't be hearing much until late June, early July, when uh, you know after they take their break. Yeah, and um, the one thing I will say about LMDs is it is a great way to do cameos. Like he could create LMDs for like Tony Stark, Captain America, like any of these people, and you could have them on as like 
a kind of walk-on part that would be in the episode <laughs> for like 20 seconds, something like that, and uh, and then they could just disappear. And it wouldn't have to be a part of the movie storyline canon at all because it isn't them. True. So it could open the door for like little cameos, which would be I think would be awesome. You, that's just wishful Andy thinking again. Yeah, I mean, I, like to be honest, I don't think you'd get Tony Stark or Captain America, but the likes of like Hawkeye, you could get Hawkeye because he has his DNA will be on the uh, Shield files. They'll have many pictures of Hawkeye. Okay. So, and if you're putting LMDs in, you need to have Fury. Like Fury is the fundamental cornerstone of L- of LMDs. Um, when when I think of LMDs, I go, oh, Nick Fury. Oh, yeah. And then I go, oh, Maria Hill. I definitely think you have to... Uh, yes, I would think that... Uh, uh, I mean, well, it was... The story was based on Fury. So, yes, you really need to uh, try and at least get him to come in for that. And... Without go, uh, I have a feeling next season is the last season of Shield. Possibly, possibly. Um, did you want to get into like that stuff, or do you want to do the tweets first? Let's do tweets, and we'll say. I mean, just real briefly, we'll get into. I'm just going to put the stuff out there, and we'll get into it next week when we have more time to deal with it because we have so many awesome tweets. Uh, that I want to I want to focus on those tonight, but yeah. um, the big three news stories that are all Shield related is Agent Carter has definitely been canceled. There is a uh, petition to try and get it over to Netflix. I've signed it. I shared it on our Facebook page. Whether or not it works, who knows? But uh, it was worth a shot. Um, yeah. they have over seventy. Mm. They have over seventy thousand uh, signatures already. Nice. They they do need to tie it into the one shot. Like they haven't left it at the end of season two in a place where it it can go straight to that one shot. So they need to tie it together with something. Because there's a like there's a hole there that needs to be there's a, a story plot hole there that needs to be wrapped up mm-hmm. and uh, finalized. Yeah, and you and now you got to deal with. What happened to uh, what's his name's uh, killer, and that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, so yep. that would be nice, uh, and we'll see what happens with that. The other thing, there is no uh, Hunter and Mockingbird series. Uh, the pilot was not picked up. We'll go into more on that next week. And last but not least, I think it was uh, yesterday. Uh, Shield is moving to ten o'clock Tuesday nights. Yeah, um, that was a strange one. Like, what does that mean? Um, For- basically, basically, it's the death slot. ABC <laughs> okay. has not had a show that has been successful at ten o'clock uh, in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much anything that ends up in that slot ends up canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing, and I, like I said, we can go into this more next week, but uh, what I'm thinking is S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and uh, the ratings for last night's episode were um, 1.0, which is slightly better than usual. 
Um, but that's the live numbers. What I'm think what I'm thinking that a- ABC is thinking is this is a show that's going to get a 1.0 pretty much wherever you put it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, this show lives and dies by the DVR and the live plus seven numbers and Hulu and all that stuff. So, um, my thinking is. Look, it's going to perform the same way whether it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, or 10 o'clock on Tuesday nights. Mm. Let's put it in 10 o'clock. That, that gives us a slightly better rating than we usually get in that slot. And then we can, and it, it will do its usual DVR numbers and we'll try something new in the, the 9 o'clock slot. So. Yeah, I mean, it's what, like. It pitches it against, like, uh, I would assume, less big shows than, like, uh, your NCIS and stuff like that, yeah. You're going up against Chicago Fire, and I'm not sure what CBS has on there. Hmm. Right now it's Person of Interest, but this is Person of Interest's last season. And I think it just, I think this Person of Interest just restarted up. Um, you know, Tuesday nights, I'm not watching TV. I'm doing the B team, <laughs> yeah. so I, I really yep. don't know, even have any idea what's on at 10 o'clock. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, so it's moving to 10. Well, we'll we can dig into this. I have a lot to say about the Hunter Mockingbird thing, I have a little more mm-hmm. to say about Agent Carter, and we can talk about the slot and what the pluses and minuses next week because we have a shitload of tweets and i want to i want to thank everybody that tweeted especially uh mike um (laughs) i would i was uh, recording b team last night and you know usually i'm while while we're recording i'm playing rounds of puzzle quest and uh looking up stories and whatnot uh on my tablet and my and the twitter notifications were just going nuts and i i eventually said uh, i i i gave a shout out to the howlers last night saying i love you guys but if you spoil this fucking finale for me i will kill all of you because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're just coming up and fortunately i was nothing got spoiled I was able to oh, uh, just kind of flick them away before I had a chance to read them. And my wife was afraid to turn on the computer because a lot of times I leave uh, the the Twitter app open. And she was oh, afraid okay. <laughs> that I uh, would have had it. Uh, and I have three accounts, my personal B-team and uh, Shieldcast. And mm. she was afraid she w- that uh, I'd have the Shieldcast one open. It's like, nope, I haven't looked at social media and uh, you know, I went on social media blackout until this afternoon. So, all right. So, all right, Mike. First, these uh, first tweet. How good has this season been? It's an hour and fifteen minutes before the episodes airs. I'm already in pre-show preps for the finale. Mike again. Five minutes into the finale, and I already know this is going to be good. Uh, man for uh, man for. A, for a man of his age, Clark Gregg read that code pretty easy without the need for reading glasses. It's contacts. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. He's wearing contacts. <laughs> um, wow, Agent Yo-Yo going ball buster 
way, way early in hers and Mac's relationship. Yeah, she was being a bit of she was being a bit bitchy. Yeah, but she was also thinking more of the uh, yeah. the 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 situation they were in. Like this needs to get done, and Mac, you're being too slow. Uh, and I, she I, she obviously thinks like a lot of steps ahead because she like is fast. Uh, so uh, she thinks a lot faster than she, those guys. She's probably moving a little fast in the relationship too. Um, <laughs> I like the interchange, and I think uh, I want to see more of that next season. I think. Uh, the way she and Mac play off each other is something that will benefit the show. Mm. Mike, again, got a strange feeling Lincoln is going to be immune to Hive after all. Mm, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't matter in the end. Up, yeah. so <laughs> They end up having a, having a beer and watching uh, their ship blow up together. Yeah. <laughs> Brett Dalton acting his butt off tonight. Totally agree with that. Throwing us a classic pro wrestling false finish with the apparent capture of Hive just 32 minutes into the finale. Yeah, that was fun. I like the way that, mm. you know, that's Shield. Don't get, I mean, and they did two of those right in a row because the first <laughs> Secret Warriors mission was the same way. They finished it in the first 15 minutes of the episode and then all hell broke loose. Yeah. And by the end of it, uh,. Daisy uh, had gone and started the Dave relationship. I'm going to miss mm. Dave. <laughs> Goodbye, Dave. Uh, cast a shield. Ha ha. Writers refer to same pro wrestling thought I had going with WrestleMania reference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Now I'm worried. It's Jetta that's going to die with that vacation talk. Yep. Mm-hmm, yep. That was as well. Man, I love the uh, partnership Mac and Daisy have developed. Comes across so real. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting when they take that next season because they've obviously, like, that's dissolved now. <laughs> Mac's after her. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's going to be an interesting explanation. Mm. Um, I got to admit, I'm kind of dumbfounded here by Daisy act Daisy's actions. Is she just having a major withdrawals here? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, she's an absolute addict of Hive. Yep. I'm glad she's gotten over that. She's going to have to get over it one way or another. There's no Hive anymore. Yep. Uh, well, well, the six months later, I think she's definitely over that. Like, she's, There's no more thoughts of Hive. Yeah. Giving uh, us the full Star Wars trilogy tonight. First New Hope, now Empire Strikes Back, next Return of the Jedi. What was the <laughs> Empire uh, reference? I missed that. Um, I don't know that there was necessarily like an Empire reference per se, but they, um, I think they just mean the kind of way that the arc went for the, the two episodes. Mm. It kind of played out like that. Okay. Explain yourself, Mike. We'll read it next week. <laughs> um, more Mike. Did we just get the start of Agent May's goodbye speech? Thought mm. so. I believe, I, so I believe so far only Agent May hasn't touched that necklace so far. It's clearly her that will die tonight. <laughs> well, you are wrong. <laughs> the, uh, I don't think Coulson touched it either. Didn't see Coulson touch it. I don't think he got touched it either. And Simmons didn't either. 
No. Uh, and I read something uh, over the weekend uh, where they were talking about the finale, but no spoilers. And May said, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, she didn't have a jacket. <laughs> so that's how that's how they knew she was safe. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Both Chip and Andy get what they wanted in the end. Bye-bye, Ward. Bye-bye, Lincoln. Bye-bye, whiny <laughs> bitch. Yes. Oh, I'll miss Lincoln. I won't. <laughs> uh, huh? What? What the hell was that screen all about? Interesting. Did Daisy just go Jessica Jones on us? Cool quake leap. What the hell was that screen all about? Um, scene? Scene. I think you mean scene, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, just referring to the six months later when Daisy is gone rogue, basically. Yeah. Uh, last two scenes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went right over my head. Help. I think we kind of covered that pretty well. Yeah. I, I think we've got you covered in the episode. If you if you don't think we do, then yeah, definitely tweet us. Okay. Uh, okay, Tim Hernandez. Like the season finale, looking forward to LMDs and Director May next season. See, Tim Hernandez is a smart man. He agrees <laughs> with me. It's Director May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, the, the, this next one, to, you just totally lost all cred with me, Tim. Chip is finally wrong. Spider-douche is awesome in Civil War. Also, I'm hmm. surprised no Joey in the finale. Yep. Spider-Man is awesome in Civil War. Spider-douche. Despite what Chip says. <laughs> why, is it, why, he can, he, why does he team up with um, baby Batman and Lincoln, and they can be, become like... Uh, the Wonder Wuss Squad or something, because, no. <sighs> I will, you know, I have been wrong about every Marvel movie. I always go in saying this is the one that they're going to fuck it up. We'll see how they do. Maybe I'll I'll actually like it. I doubt it, <laughs> but. So. Uh, and then... Tim Hernandez sent me some live plus one numbers for early May over at TV by the numbers. Live plus seven. Uh, yeah, it's 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 basically doubling its viewership. It's yeah. going from a 1.0 to a 1.9, um, which is a 90% increase. It is tied for ninth with shows like Scorpion, which was the finale of Scorpion that week, and Lucifer, which is an awesome show. And I highly recommend you watch that on Hulu or Netflix or something. It's based on um, a DC comic, and uh, mm. it, it's, wor- it's worth checking out. Uh, the, they kind of, the first few episodes are the same joke over and over, because Luc- Lucifer is just a complete sarcastic bastard which is why i love him um but it actually evolves as the series goes on into more than that now i had to to look at this article that you sent us and uh the the num like the actual numbers of people that were watching so like the totals Mm -hmm. so shield is getting watched by three million people that is that is that 
accurate or five five million in the plus seven? Uh, that's a that is a number that's not millions. It's a share. Well, well, it says that. It's, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and the total numbers. Yeah. yeah, the total numbers. It says there's like five thousand or something like that. Um, but it's in thousands. Like right. so, five thousand thousand is like add, five add, million. Yeah, add three zeros yeah. to the end of that. So yeah, yeah, that seems like a lot. Like that seems like it's doing well. Not bad. No, like five million people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> well, there's 260 million people here. Yeah, but five million is a lot. <laughs> I, I would say. <laughs> I don't know. That's basically maybe the size of New York and throwing a couple of extra boroughs. But um, yeah, it's not bad. It's not great. I mean, you look at the numbers uh, across the board. Meh. You know, n- nothing's doing absolutely spectacular. Mm. So, it's it is what it is. We're getting we're we are getting at least one more season. Yeah. So, uh, what are we doing on time? I think I think we're wrapping up. We are wrapping up. Yeah, so. I think we've covered all the tweets and everything like that, and yes. we're, we're going to come back next week and do a kind of season wrap up sort of thing. Yeah, we're going to do post-mortem. Send in your tweets. Send uh, send in Facebook messages. Your thoughts on the season. Your thoughts on the season finale. Your thoughts on next season. Um, we're going. Like I said, next week is post-mortem and news. Uh, I think the week after that, I think we're taking it off. Yes. Yes, we're taking a week off. And then, uh, then we'll come back and do cap and start up. Uh, we're looking to start the Hell's Kitchen cast, Men with Fear, in early June. Yep. And I got to talk. I'll talk to you. We we have a scheduling conflict that happens at the end of June, but we'll discuss mm-hmm. that. Um, anyways, so um, I don't care if. Lincoln wants you to go for a ride with him. Oh, I guess we gotta we gotta mention some shows first. Yeah, Andy, <laughs> uh, just, just plug. I'm 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 getting fried. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You can find me on Forty Level One every Tuesday, four thirty to one thirty Pacific, and nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time on LiveInAllGames.com. We talk TV shows, movies, comic books, and mainly video games. Um, you can find a lot of episodes on Stitcher iTunes as well as allgames.com. I'm getting a weird buzz, and it's just kind of messing with my head right now. Um, <laughs> I can be found Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, on allgames.com, on the B-Team podcast with my co-hosts Ryan, Fred, and, and Eli. We talk games, we talk tech, we talk some uh, movies and TV as well. Give us a listen, it's a lot of fun. One of our shorter shows this week, it was nice. Um... All right, so we're, remember we are available on iTunes, we're available on Stitcher, and we the show airs every Friday night, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com. Uh, thank you for downloading and listening. We will see you guys next week. And I don't care whether if uh, Lincoln wants you to take one, ri- one last ride with him or not, whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. <laughs>